Hello, my friend. I am Sam Goldsmith, and this is Nama Slay Type A, the podcast for women who slay at some things and suck at others, like choosing peace over perfection. Today, we are going to be talking all things work, life, balance, and more. And I'm delighted to introduce to you today's special guest, Brianna Berner. I'm going to just tell you a little bit more about her and then we'll get her to say hello herself. So Brianna is a productivity life coach and a professional organizer. She empowers boss mums to find their true passion in life, which I love, and then find the time to make it a reality because she believes that every woman has the ability to shatter glass ceilings, which I love also, um, and anything else that's holding her back and building a life uh, holding it back from building a life that makes her heart smile. So welcome, Brianna. Thank you for having me. So excited for you to be here. Can we just get started by asking you to just briefly share your story and a little bit about how you arrived at this beautiful message that you're sharing now? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my blog about a year and a half ago and as I started connecting with my audience, it turned into a space for organization and productivity, which is something that I'm just really passionate about to begin with. Um, so shortly after that, I quit my job and I became a work at home mom with my toddler home with me all day. So I had to get really creative with my time management skills so that I could basically get an entire day's work done during his two hour nap time each day. Um, and I totally rocked out that naptime hustle. I created um, the first version of my online course, which was broken down into 16 different courses, one for each of the Myers-Briggs personality types um, in less than two months in just that two hours a day. Wow. Um, yeah, to make that happen, I, you know, I knew that I couldn't just focus on everything I wanted to do. I had to, you know, really home in on that one goal um, and knock that out. So rather than trying to find that perfect work-life balance, I had to find a work-life balance that worked for me and my family. And now I help other women do the same thing. Amazing. I love that. And I love the central focus of your work revolving around the life or work-life balance myth. So there's so much juicy stuff that we could talk about with that. I'd love to just start by hearing your thoughts on why you think these myths about work-life balance exist and how things should and shouldn't be done. How, why do those things exist? Where did they come from and how are they impacting women now? Yeah. So, I mean, I think that we all naturally think that we have to live these perfectly balanced lives. I think that's just basic human nature. Um, we want to control our environments and we want to compartmentalize everything, but real life is messy and that isn't always possible. You know, we just can't fit everything into these perfectly laid out boxes, I guess. Um, so I, I think the sooner that you just accept that and learn to live with the mess and accept the mess, um, the happier that you're going to be and the more you can start getting done because you stop stressing about everything being perfect and you just start living your life. Yes, I could not agree more with that. And I, I also love thinking about that in terms of 
just how our businesses and our lives move with the ebb and flow of things like the seasons, you know, seasons exist in nature and they exist in our businesses and in our lives. And sometimes we're going to be really thriving on working super hard and putting in the hours and that's going to be really working for us. And other times we need to be in retreat and reflection in the the winter of our business or the winter of our lives and um, not subscribing to that need to have a work-life balance that suits us all year round and all seasons round is, is so empowering. I love that you talk about um, being the situation being right for your personal circumstances and how it works for you and your unique family. You mentioned that with your child and finding a way to, to make that work. Can you just share a little bit about how women um, can empower themselves about standing up for what's right for them personally, staying true to those ideals of balance that relate to them personally and especially in the face of adversity or opinions from spouses or in-laws, family, friends or anyone else who wants to throw something into the mix? Yeah, absolutely. And this is a tough one. Um, It's really no secret to my audience that I don't have a whole lot of support for what I do in my house. Um, And I just have had to let that go and accept that that's not really my problem. Um, You can't change other people. You can just change how you react to situations. Um, So I think it's important that If you have a dream and you have a skill set and you want to use, you know, what you do to have an impact on the world on whatever scale, you know, whether locally, whatever it may be, that you can't think of it as you're being selfish for following your dreams or following your heart or just doing the work that you know you were put here to do. Um... I think, you know, if you have these gifts and you're able to connect with the world and help people, that you're not being selfish by doing that, that you're being incredibly generous um, and you're not necessarily teaching your kids to be selfish by following your dreams and doing what you need to do. You know, you're teaching them how important it is to, you know, use your skills to help people and how empowering it can be to follow your heart and do the work that you want to do. Um, You know, and when it comes to the work-life balance, you know, everything that you do is a teaching moment for, you know, the kids in your life and for everyone else around you. And, you know, people may get on you if it isn't perfect, but again, that's their problem. You know, if I'm in the middle of a crazy busy launch, my house is not going to be spotless and that's totally fine. You know, I can't let that pull me away from what I'm focusing my attention on. You know, or if I've decided to, you know, step away from my business for a week to spend more time with my family, then that's okay too. You know, if an email goes unanswered for a day or two, it's not the end of the world. Um, It's just being intentional with how you're going to spend your time, not reacting in the moment, you know, and just having a general plan for what you're doing and an acceptance that it's life's messy and it just kind of is what it is. Mm. In our community, we talk a lot about surrendering and not feeling like you need to work 20 hours a day every single day or wear the the busy like a badge 
um, phenomenon that we see really infiltrating women all around the world at the moment. We don't have to necessarily do those things to be successful. And we talk about finding the path of least resistance and settling into a more aligned lifestyle. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on how women might lean into finding balance when they are so committed and so driven and really focused on achieving their goals. And because you're a coach, I'm, I'm keen to hear the mindset tweaks that we might be able to use that would pay off really big time. If we could only implement a couple of things, what would be those tweaks that could help us there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing is acknowledging that you can't really do everything that you want to do. Um, one of the main things that I teach is to work through one thing at a time, um, one project at a time, one goal at a time. If you're spreading yourself between, you know, 50 different things, then everything's just getting a small portion of your attention and you're not really giving it your all, um, you know, as ambitious and driven women, we want to do it all, but we have to change how we're looking at it to rather than trying to do everything, putting that drive and that ambition into the one thing that you're focusing on at that time. Um, you know, as you focus in on one thing, you'll get it done faster. You'll see the results faster and that builds momentum to help you keep going. Um, but I know that that's totally easier said than done. Um, you know, you're working on something and your mind still goes a million miles an hour. Um, you know, meditation is really good to help you train your brain just to really concentrate and focus in on what you're working on. Um, and also one thing that I do is I keep a little ideas notebook with me. So if I'm working on something and anything pops into my head, I just jot it down and then go right back into what I was working on. I don't let it pull me away and split my attention. I just get it down. It's written down. I don't have to worry about forgetting about it. Um, and so, yeah, one thing that's, yeah, I found is really useful is to just keep that with me. Obviously I can't carry a notebook with me all the time. You know, if I'm out for a run and I think of something, I'll, you know, type it into my phone and email it to myself. Um, just whatever it is that you can do to catch those ideas yet not let them pull you into a completely different direction and open an entirely new can of worms when you already have a lot on your plate. Um, and then, you know, this comes back to, you know, saying no. If something comes up, you don't have to chase all of these different ideas. You, I mean, you really can't chase all of these different ideas. So, you know, if you think of something, you have to decide if it's really the best thing for you to focus your time and attention on. Um, you don't want to tell yourself, oh, I don't have time for that. You have to, you know, make a conscious decision of whether or not you're going to dedicate the time that that project or task or idea or whatever it is would take and what it would pull you away from to complete it, you know? So if you're two steps from completing a big project that you've been working on for the last month or so, you know, you don't want to stop the momentum to go jump into something new. It just isn't the right time for there. So, or excuse me, the right time for that. So you want to set those boundaries within yourself and just really train yourself to be conscious and intentional about what you're working on. Um, so you finish everything and you just keep the momentum going in your business and your life. 
Amazing. Those are just two of the most amazing top tips that you could possibly share. I love that. Um, I just want to digress a little based on what you've said and just ask you about being an organiser and being focused on helping people with systems and I guess processes to make their time more efficient or their um, the processes in their home more efficient, all different things that people have. I'm specifically wanting to hear your thoughts about email management because I talk to a lot of my own clients and people who I mentor in my um, essential oils business team about prioritizing what is what is a priority for you that day. So when you get on your email, you know the things that you've got to respond to and the other things that can be left to respond to later. And people often get derailed by getting on social media and getting on email and being absorbed into the priorities of others. So I'd love to hear your thoughts as a professional organizer around streamlining processes for email or sticking to those priorities around email. For sure. So when it comes to email, first of all, you can't just hop on your email whenever. Um, I suggest turning notifications off. Um, when you are working on something, you hear an email come through, don't jump and answer it. Um, same thing with social media. You know, I like to set pre-assigned times throughout the day that are email times, or you know, if I'm taking a 10-minute break, I'll check whatever then. But I think when it comes to managing your inbox, a lot of people like the whole term inbox zero and, you know, having everything out of your inbox at the end of the day. And I think that is so incredibly unrealistic and it just adds an extra stress onto your life um, because you, you know, unless you're just junking everything as it comes in, but Managing that, you know, some people are great, but again, it comes down to your own, you know, personal quirks and whatnot. So rather than focusing on that, I do use um, and suggest using a lot of folders. If it's something that you need to respond to today as it comes in, um, have a, a today folder inside of your inbox. Flick it over to that folder, and then during, you know, a predetermined time when you sit down and deal with your emails, you already have a folder of what you need to do that day. Um, stuff that, you know, you have a week or maybe a couple days to respond to, you know, have another folder that isn't as urgent, but it's still stuff that you need to do, um, you know, within a shorter amount of time. So, you know, you have a folder for that, so you don't forget about that stuff. Um, a downside of using folders is you still have to keep those cleaned up as well. So, you know, you don't want to put everything and anything into these folders. It comes down to understanding what's important and what needs to get your, um, the highest priority of your time. And, you know, so you need to look at, you know, things that are time sensitive, customers that you have to respond to, um, and whatnot. And a lot of, that will come back to what sort of systems and structure you already have put in place. So, you know, when you're talking to different clients, what sort of policies do you have set up? Do clients expect you to respond to them right away? Um, and if so, why? I think that it's always a good practice to let people know, hey, if you get in touch with me, I'll get back to you within 48 hours or whatever you know, timeframes appropriate for your business. I know that some things are more um, urgent than others, but I think that you need to put the structure in place so that you're 
giving people the expectation of how long something takes. So that way, if an email comes in, it doesn't have to be handled that day when you already have 20 other things that you need to hop on right then. So um, yeah, it's just about creating boundaries. Um, you know, if something isn't going to make it onto your priority list, um, you know, you have to use your discretion whether you take the two seconds to let someone know or not. Um, and yeah, just really balancing it and making decisions based on the stuff that you're focusing on and the structures that you've put in place. So I kind of down a rabbit hole there. Yeah, it just reminded me that I actually used to have that on my own um, email responder on my website. It would say if people wanted to um, make an inquiry about a speaking commitment, it would say that I'll get back to you within three business days. And just as you're yeah. saying that, I realized that when I updated my website, I didn't include that in my <laughs> responder. So that's like a personal note to self to go and fix that up right away. Right. <laughs> well, you know, if you get a lot of common requests, you know, create a link in, you know, an autoresponder saying, if you're asking for this, go to this Google form or, you know, try to find some way to systematize those common excuse me, those common requests that come in so you can direct them to, you know, Google Forms are great for this because then, you know, you can once every two weeks or whatever the time frame may be, jump in and deal with it then. And it's not something that's pulling you away on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Finally, I'm I'm a massive fan of decluttering and people in my community know that I, I make a lot of jokes about decluttering and manifesting because it's one of my favorite pastimes to do. But um, I, I love that having that decluttering process is there's the vibrational energy component of it and it helps mm -hmm. to shift stagnant energy. And as your professional organizer, and given that almost all of us have, were called into entrepreneurialism, having our own businesses and working for ourselves out of a desire to have more autonomy and freedom, so many of us often end up actually working more hours than we ever have, chasing our tails, doing more stuff than we ever anticipated. I'd love to hear if you could just share with us a couple of surefire ways to organizing and streamlining other processes in our businesses to create more of that time freedom in our lives. And specifically with your coaching background as well, I know people have this fear of missing out if they don't have you know, responding to things right away and having, um, being on call all the time. So what kind of systems or processes would be in your mind, like key things for budding entrepreneurs or even people well on that journey, but just not systemizing things well, um, to look into? Yeah. Um, basically it all comes down to systematizing everything that you can, um, as entrepreneurs, you know, we, our time is our most valuable asset. You know, there's only one of us and there's only so much that we can do in that time and creating systems and streamlining your workflow and how you do things is really the key to maximizing your time so that you can schedule in these time blocks to really work on the important things that are going to be moving your business forward. Um, you know, so when it comes to your office space, you should have a designated place for everything to go. You know, this way you're not wasting time looking for stuff. Um, you don't waste time trying to decide where to put things. You don't have to waste 10 minutes at the start of every day, you know, decluttering your desk. 
you want to, you know, have a system in your workspace so that you can always sit down and get right to work without wasting any time. Um, you know, and that goes even further into your workflow. When you sit down, you want to know exactly what you need to be working on. You don't want to have to be deciding in the moment, okay, so I'm going to be working on this right now, and then I guess I can do that next. You want to plan ahead. Um, I suggest scheduling in planning times. Um, if you're more of an on-the-fly type of person, take five minutes at the end of your workday just to figure out what you're doing the next day. So that way, every time you sit down to work, you know exactly what you're going to be working on and you're not jumping all over the place. Um, you know, you want to streamline everything that you can. So those things that you always, you know, are coming into your inbox like we were just talking about or those things that um, you're always having to do on a regular basis every day. You want to make sure that you're always doing them the same way and creating a standard way of doing it. And I know that sounds totally boring, but doing that just helps that task become second nature. So you start getting through it faster. You um, aren't risking making mistakes because when you make mistakes, it's even more time consuming to go back later and fix. So, you know, finding those standard ways of doing things. If you have projects that, um, similar projects that you're going to be working on a lot, having a standard way to always work through your projects, again, to, you know, just increase the time um, or decrease the time that it takes to work through it and also decrease that chance of mistakes happening or you forgetting to do something. Um, and it just, it makes your life so much easier and those little mundane day-to-day -day tasks that you can just start doing on autopilot um, just won't eat up as much of your time. And, you know, if there are things that you're constantly having to do every way, see if there's a way that you can automate it. Um, I automate so much of my business because those little tasks, those aren't our zones of genius you know we need to be spending our time on those important things and the only way to free up that time is to take away everything else that we have going on and so yeah streamlining your workflow your processes and just being able to sit down and get right to work um, getting rid of those time sucks are really important to keep the entrepreneur going <laughs> Yes, and I know I said that was the final question, but I'm just compelled to ask you one more thing based on what you've just said. I'm, I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on lists because I know so many entrepreneurs that are, just seem to be struggling under a mountain of lists and listing is like an organizing tool that I think people think, yes, I'm going to make a list, but then you end up having lists about the lists. And um, what, what's your, your view or your ideas on liberation from lists? Because this is just well, getting too much. <laughs> no, for sure. You, I mean, your to-do list never ends. And so when it comes to my to-do list, the first thing I do and the first thing I, you know, tell all my clients to do is to get rid of the stuff that does not need to be on there. If it's something that you do every single day, you know, as one of those standard tasks, you don't really need to put it on your to-do list. Um, you want to systematize that, automate it, you know, if you can delegate it or outsource it, 
you know, when that's an option, that's a great way too. But you want to trim all of the excess from your to-do list. Um, you know, the Eisenhower matrix, looking at what's um, important and what is, um, you know, being able to prioritize by the urgency of something with deadlines, um, stuff that is important that doesn't necessarily have a set deadline are usually the things that always stay on our to-do list that we never really cross off, but it's important. So we keep putting it on our to-do list every single day. Um, stuff like that, you have to sit down and take a time to physically schedule that task into your planner or your calendar to make sure that it gets done. Um, and then I, I really think that it's important for the tasks on your to-do list. So what I suggest that you do is you split it into two different um, lists of the important and the prioritized, the urgent stuff. Um, so there's the high energy tasks and then there's low energy tasks. So if I, you know, need to get a bunch of writing down, that's something writing down, that's something that takes a lot of brain power. You know, that's something that I'll want to do during the day when I have a lot of energy. I don't want to be doing it when I'm brain dead and just can't put my words, you know, onto the screen and they won't come out the way that I want them to. You know, or if I have a bunch of blog graphics I need to make or course graphics, promotional stuff, stuff like that doesn't take a lot of brain power for me to do. It may for somebody else, but, you know, that kind of stuff, I'll do it 10 o'clock at night, you know, after my kids sleeping, you know, that just that stuff doesn't take me much thought to do. So I don't want to be working on those activities that don't take my brain power during my high energy times and vice versa. So, you know, when it comes to the to-do list, I do suggest breaking it down into those two different lists, keeping it organized and prioritized so the most important stuff is always at the top of it. So, you know, if it is a high energy time, you're bursting with energy, you sit down, you grab the first thing off the top of your high energy to-do list, you know exactly what you need to be working on. You know, if you have a pocket of time, 30 minutes here or there, you know, you don't have a whole lot of energy, you can grab whatever is at the top of your low energy to-do list. And, you know, that comes back to, you know, you'll have to spend five minutes here or there keeping these lists organized, but staying on top of it saves you time when you're actually sitting down to work or you find these hidden pockets of time to actually, you know, knock something else off your to-do list. Yeah, amazing advice. That's gold. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Guys, if you're listening and you haven't considered looking into personal organization, if you haven't got automation happening in your business, if you don't even know what automation is, please, <laughs> I really encourage you to look at this now. It's going to be so just life-changing for your entrepreneurial journey. And I'd love it if you could just quickly share your uh, website and your social media handles for people who want to check that out right away. And don't worry if you don't have a pen or you're in your car, I'll be able to um, share that with you in the text of the podcast as well. But we'll just share it for those eager beavers who would love to jump on and have a look. Absolutely. So my blog is uh, spikedparenting.com. And I do have a free quiz set up. If you aren't sure what everything that we've talked about today, you aren't sure what your biggest problem area is, I do have a free quiz that will let you know where you should be focusing your attention on getting your time management and organizational skills up to speed. So that's just spikedparenting.com slash quiz. And I'm all over social media, just at Spike Parenting. 
Awesome. And as always, I will be receiving my special guest secret source after the tapes stop rolling. So if you are wanting to hear that information that comes out for your ears only, if you're part of my beautiful tribe or on my mailing list, you will be able to receive that in line with the uh, podcast being released. If you are not already on that list, please jump over onto my website, which is www.samanthagoldsmith.com. You can download a free copy of my latest ebook there and uh, register for that to hear more information amazing information uh, like we've shared tonight so thank you thank you so much yes thank you so much for having me it's been so nice being here so welcome and thank you my friends for tuning in i am granting you full permission as usual to go out and be your unique fabulous selves and absolutely namaste the shit out of anything that's setting your world on fire right now talk soon <laughs>